Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Snyderverse, welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 31. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Check out all the other great uh, shows on the Batman Podcast Network at uh, batmanpodcastnetwork.com. I'm your co-host from the home state of Frank Sinatra and senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter M. Vera, and today we are recording on February 13th, 2021. And as always, we have a great show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I would like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that you can take the time to rate and review the show on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, we will send you a special prize pack. Now, let me introduce you, my partner in crime, the man who has a sophomore in high school sacked and broke the collarbone of Vinny Testaverde, a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Holzman. (laughs) That would be virtually impossible for me to do. Don't be modest. Don't be modest. (laughs) Because I am much younger than Vinny, but... You are not. You guys are both old men from New York. (laughs) But I was, I guess I was quite advanced for my Pee Wee League. So yes, I guess that was me. You you figured me out. You're you're a genius. And you went from like, what, Pop Warner right to high school? Like, it's just... The way you skip grades, your mother's very proud of you. I've, I've seen the pictures. I've, I've seen the diplomas. She's Mama Holzman's very, very proud of her son, Eric. Yeah, man. Uh, bringing up all these memories every time we record. I need to find out where you're getting your information from. The New York Post. <laughs> Their archives are really good then. Damn. Need to get in there. But yes, let's give a shout out to Vinny Testaverde, who is actually from my hometown of Elmont, New York. So oh, I know. Yes. I know. Yes. Vinny Testaverde went to Salonica High School. He's quite, quite well known around here. And actually, hold on before I, before I'm going to cut you off. Okay. To go full circle here. I went to CCD with Vinny Testaverde's cousin, Christina, way back in the day. And uh, wow. I believe she went to high school with my buddy, Andy Luca. So it comes Get full circle. Out. Yeah. So it's a small world, actually. It is. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is his cousin, Maria, was a bartender at my brother-in-law's bar when I was younger. So that's another thing. Another Testaverde connection. Italians in the tri-state area. They're everywhere. (laughs) It's true. It's true. And if you have that last name, uh, I'm sure someone will will ask you at least, are you related to Vinny? in this area so very popular in 1998 i'll say yes yeah oh yeah when the jet when he was on the jets and they made the afc championship game yes that was a very very popular he was very very popular that year and they were so close making me sad john elway and terrell davis things be a little bit different yep probably specifically won that super bowl man when you come to think of it atlanta didn't have a good super bowl i know why are you bringing up these these really sad memories for me pete it's not nice. Would you rather talk about the Rex Ryan years? <laughs> no, those are just as disappointing. Any era of Jet football is disappointing. 
Well, There's now no, you, you've got a new head coach. No more. Yes. Uh, what's his name? Who's that idiot that you guys got from Adam Miami? Gase. Adam He's Gase. gone. Him and his crazy eyes. So, <laughs> yes. Oh, we're doing full service again on Straight Outta Gotham. We are delving into sports, and I love it. So, a little bit of a hint of something that's coming soon, but we won't go there right now. So, Pete, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Uh, I feel I feel like I've been shoveling snow. <laughs> it's been, yes. I feel like I live in uh, Minnesota with Garrett. I feel like Garrett's my next door neighbor, and I've just been shoveling and snow blowing. So yeah, we're in this weird pattern. I feel like we're getting a storm every two or three days. It's Very been interesting. Strange. It's been interesting. Um, yeah, I don't like you have gotten. You guys have gotten much more snow than I have. Um, At one point, it was like almost waist high, and I was like, "This is very uncommon for us." Usually, we get like a solid like mid shin, you know, like a little yep. bit above the ankle. But this has been really high in the snow, and it's it's been nuts because people don't know. It's weird, like people forget how to park, and it's like don't park on the streets because then you can't get the snow out in front of the driveway, and then you got to make a place for the mailman, and he can't do it, so then he's got to get out. It's just no one cares about the mailman. Yeah, I have a couple of – there's a couple of pet peeves I have, and I'm just going to talk about them right now. The first one is to my snowplow, the snowplow gentlemen out there and women, if you're you're snowplows. I know you have a job to do, but is it possible for you to find another place for the snow instead of parking it right in front of my driveway? I I I feel like they really like that. I feel like they get all – Right? Dude, so many times I'll do it. And then it'll be gone. And then um, I hear the plot. Like you hear it coming up the block. I'm like, oh crap, it's going to yeah. go right in front. And of course. I've actually seen people park their car in front of the lip of the driveway to try to prevent that from happening. I don't know if it's something I want to try and do. No, they'll just put it up against your car then. And you got to yeah. dig that out. I saw my neighbor did that. And I was, I was like, is this going to work? <laughs> <laughs> it does not work. So. Uh, they they deposit the snow wherever they need. Whether there's an open space that the snow's going there. And if it's next to your car, they'll put it next to your car. I actually get more mad at the salting trucks if, and they can't help it. But like, if you just, the salt just like hits the side of your car, it just drives me nuts. Like, Oh man, I got to buff that out. And you hear it. Yeah. Like you could be in the house and it doesn't matter. You hear, you're like, Oh, that's my car. (laughs) No. The other thing is people, when you're digging out your car, I understand it's easier to just throw the snow into the the road, but that doesn't make anything easier. (laughs) <laughs> it just makes it harder. So put the snow on your lawn if you have one. Just put the snow there. It can get as high as it wants. It's out of the way. It's not in anyone's, you know, not going to cause a problem for anybody. So that's my other pet peeve, people. So I feel like we should move to warmer weather city. <laughs> well, it's only days when it snows heavy. Not the little snow. I could deal with it just a coating, whatever. You shovel a little bit. It goes, it goes away in a few days. But... When it snows like this and it's really a hindrance, I do miss living in Florida. It's probably the only time I miss living in Florida. So, uh, Speaking of Florida, shout out to Tom Brady. No, we're not shouting out Tom and Brady. Todd and Todd Bowles. And that didn't happen last week. I didn't see that. I don't know what you're talking about. That was in another part of the multiverse, not on my earth. That did not happen here. Todd Bowles won a Super Bowl. <sighs> in amazing fashion. Oh, he's a defensive genius. He is a de- good defensive coordinator. I'll give him that. He is. He's just not a good head coach. And, and a lot there's a lot of guys who are good coordinators and not good head coaches. Freddie Kitchens is another one, right? So yeah. there you have another guy who was a, is a great offensive coordinator, but when he had the head job in Cleveland, they stunk. So 
we'll see what happens now. Like I say that, and the Jets just hired a great defensive coordinator, so we'll see how Salah is as a coach now. But we're going back to sports. You have to shift, shift off, shift back. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> you guys know how we do this. We we have certain hot topics that are out there in geek fandom, and we Pete and I talk and give our opinions and break things down. So let's get to it. So we got a couple of trailers this week. Uh, one is of an animated film, and the other is of a CW show. So we'll start with the Justice Society World War II trailer. So, um, Pete, you and I discussed this when we heard that they were making this film. We were both very interested to see what they were going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then we got a trailer this week. So I'll do. A, I'll read a quick synopsis on the plot. Justice Society World War II finds modern-day Barry Allen prior to the formation of the Justice League, discovering he can run even faster than he imagined, and that milestone results in his first encounter with the Speed Force. The Flash is promptly launched into the midst of a raging battle, primarily between Nazis and a team of Golden Age DC superheroes known as the Justice Society of America. Led by Wonder Woman, the group includes Hourman, Black Canary, Hawkman, Steve Trevor, and the Golden Age Flash, Jay Garrick. The Flash quickly volunteers to assist his fellow heroes in tipping the scales of the war in their favor, while the team tries to figure out how to send him home. But it won't be easy, as complications and emotions run deep in this time-skipping World War II thriller. So, we got the trailer, Pete. And based off what I just read, what did you think? Dude, this thing looks awesome. I am so pumped for this thing. Um, I love seeing Jay Garrick, the Golden Age Flash, in action, so this is a real treat for me, but... Just everything about it, just having Barry go back into World War II and the time travel aspect is interesting. And hearing um, uh, Satana Kadic, her accent for Wonder Woman is so uh, just mesmerizing. It's it's different than Gals, but I kind of like that she has like that aspect for, to her to add some depth. And it's just cool seeing the JSA together, Hawkman, uh, uh, with, uh, our man, and just all those guys. I'm like, wow, this is this is dope. I'm really I'm really down and in, in, into it. Um, I'm just I'm excited for it and I can't wait to see more. I, I love who doesn't love Nazis getting their asses kicked. Let's be honest, it's great. So like, yeah, I, I'm all for it. And I mean Matt Bomber, we all we're all fans of Matt Bomber from Doom Patrol, and he did a I believe he did a, a Japanese Superman uh, Toyota commercial as well. Check that out; it was interesting. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah, and this it's it, it, I found out about it maybe like a four or five months ago, and it was really interesting. Um, he he was he played Superman for a little bit, and uh, I was interested to see how they. Because when this was first reported, I think it was like THR deadline, one of those one of those trades. They mentioned how uh, Jay Garrick was in it, and then they mentioned how Matt Bomber was voicing the Flash. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, this is interesting because Armin Taylor plays Jay Garrick. I was like, whoa! And then you find out it's got like, this time travel thing. So I'm like, oh, this is cool, and I love it when flashes collide. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really into it, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when we first discussed it uh, last time, I, I was kind of with you. I'm like, all right, let's see what it is, and it really, the trailer's excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all the reasons you said, like we we got you get you see Jay Garrick, and then now we got clar- a clarity of who will, that it is Barry Allen coming back. Uh, Wonder Woman, like you said, with the accent, awesome. I love seeing Hawkman in action. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that, that always gives me a throwback to the um, what's it called to Super Friends when he used to be on Super Friends. So there's certain parts of the of the um of the trailer that kind of bring, brought me back to stuff I used to watch as a kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of very, very cool seeing it. The story look, story sounds very interesting. As you said, you know, anytime it's some kind of some Nazis are getting beat up. It's always fun. Uh, and also you, I, 
I know this is World War II, but still, we had Wonder Woman, the the live action film in World War One. So this is kind of cool too. You have now World War Two, a different you know, the characters there and different time period. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this trailer definitely does heighten my interest, and as we know with animation, DC usually does an excellent job. So I'm expecting nothing less. Yeah, this is this is this is dope. I'm really excited. And Wonder Woman traditionally uh, is a World War, World War Two uh, yes. timepiece. Um, they changed that due to Captain America: First Avenger. You know, kind of like what they did with uh, Captain Marvel and Green Lantern. They would, certain things they didn't want. You know, they didn't want things to be too too similar. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm down for it. I love the just the old school JSA look to the costumes and everything, and I'm just I'm really feeling the animation style, and I'm really looking forward to see like just. I mean, I can't wait to watch Hawkman just like m- knock planes out of the sky mm-hmm. with his mace. Right. Like, like, how awesome is that going to be? Because he looks like a big old burly Hawkman, and it's just it's it's going to be. So, I think this one's going to be so much fun, man. I really do. I agree. They've been like I said, they do usually do an excellent job with the animation and. uh you know, we did Batman Soul of the Dragon on the last show or the two shows ago. We, we discussed that and that was excellent. And I think this is just going to be another good entry for the DC animation animated movie. So, guys, if you haven't seen the trailer, check it out. Uh, definitely. It's definitely very good and it definitely will pique your interest because now I wanted to see it, but now I want to see it even more. So, yeah, I'm with you. Out. All right. The other trailer we got was of, like I said, a CW show. We got uh season seven trailer for the flash so in this trailer barry <clears throat> enters the mirrorverse now pete i haven't watched the flash carefully you're, you're in a disappointing the hell out of me eric watch this stuff we have a show about this dude i know i know it's been a couple of years since i've watched um the flash religiously last season of flash was really good man i think you'll get back into it I really do so, so i'll leave it to you for now uh based off the trailer and where it left off, I guess, in season six. Mm-hmm. What are we looking at here? Uh, basically, uh, Mirror Master has been the big baddie for season six. Uh, okay. And Iris is trapped in the mirror world. And they have, uh, you know, kind of like a fake Iris, a mirror Iris out there. And at times, she kind of looks like the T-1000 from like Terminator. She can do things like with her hands and stuff like liquid metal. Like think about that in terms of like glass. It's really cool. And just they're really like they're really delving into really what mirror master can do technically with like reflective surfaces, not necessarily mirrors. And it was really awesome. And just, it seems to be a really emotionally driven season of the flash. Like it's really about, I know you always, you always say like you stopped watching it because it became too much about Barry and Iris, but like, it feels like very heartwarming and like just heartache and pain. Like Barry knows his wife isn't there and Iris is trying to get back. And it's kind of like, ah, what's that? It's almost like, I don't want to say like Shrekian, Shrekian, but like you can see one way through the mirror, but you can't see the other. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's got like that vibe to it, almost like the fairy tale vibe. And uh, I mean, just this chick who's playing uh, uh, Eva McCall, I believe her name is, because um, they gender swapped Mirror Master. Uh, she's just really ruthless and evil. And I was like, wow, this this chick is badass. I was like, she is just kicking butt. And uh, it was cool in season six. Uh, season, uh, yeah, season six, we got to see I- uh, Mirror Iris take on Barry, and that was a cool fight. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm telling you, man, I think, you know, uh, I, I think you would dig season uh, six. It's been fun. So like this trailer just really gets me hyped up, man. I'm really loving it. And just, I, I, you know, I love the flash probably DC wise outside of the Batman world. The flash is probably my number two uh, superhero. Um, so like, I'm just pumped and I, I'm really excited. I think this will take the flash back to the upper, upper tier of, of comic book television. All right. Um, yeah, I wa- obviously I knew we were going to talk about this. So I watched the trailer for 
the four seasons have and and um a lot of the beats are still there from when i watched it so it's it hasn't changed much to me um <laughs> since i last saw the show but uh i do i did see there that team flash is trying to build an artificial speed force mm-hmm. um right because barry's speed is disappearing speed yeah so that that's kind of interesting. Um, that's something I saw, and I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. Maybe I'll hop back in and watch it. Um, I always have liked the Killer Frost character, so I saw she was in the trailer. So um, I heard that she was kind of, because she was having a baby, she wasn't supposed to be in season six, but I guess the pandemic changed that. I so, believe, uh, like most CW shows, I think it was cut short two or three episodes. Right. So yeah, so I mean, it's definitely... Um, it's a good trailer. If if I had continued watching the show and I knew exactly what was going on, I'd probably be like, all right, fine, let's get it. I want to watch it now. Um, it ends with um, Tom Cavanaugh again. Oh, I don't know who he's playing now. <laughs> uh, some version of uh, Harrison Wells, I'm sure. Okay, so it was cool seeing him at the end. I, I've loved his him on the show since he's been on it. I've always liked his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that stuff is – the solid stuff to me is still there. So maybe I will um, – dive in and watch season seven uh should i watch season six and i think five i, I like season one. six I, I wasn't a big uh, what season was devoe the thinker i wasn't a big fan of that season but i remember enjoying season six a lot i watched it and i was like oh man this is this is really good i enjoyed this a lot so and think- it says that we're having um New is this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm making sure I'm reading the right article. Yeah. So we're having some other characters that are going to be brought on in season seven. Um, Chillbane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real Godspeed. Interesting. Says. Okay. Cool. I'm on. Yeah, because Godspeed's been teased uh, throughout the the past couple seasons. So we'll see. He's kind of been using decoys as versions of him. So maybe he'll have like a, uh, a, maybe it'll be a new version, like not a new version, but kind of like what they did with zoom and just right. be the, the overlying big bad. Yeah. So that, that stuff is interesting. And like, you always like to say he has the second best um, rogues gallery, right? Yeah. After Batman, so. Godspeed is a pretty new character too. He's, he's been recently created. So it's nice to see him make that quick jump from uh, page to screen. So, and he's been well-received. And he looks cool. Like the past couple times we've seen him or seen a version of him on screen. It's looked really awesome. I dig that suit. So, Yeah. So as you hear, guys, Pete's looking forward to season seven. I might even hop back in and give it a watch. So if you haven't seen the trailer again, check that one out too. And if you want to tell us what you think, hit us up. You guys know where to find us, but we'll tell you at the end of the show anyway. (laughs) So hit us up there. Uh, Keeping in the CW, we got some early renewal um information as well so the flash as i just mentioned has been renewed for season eight and batwoman um has been renewed for season three so that's some pretty cool information also we got we learned that there'll be two additional episodes of superman and lois so i'm really looking forward to that show based off the trailers that we saw that show looks really really good superman lois looks cool um i find the news about the flash really interesting because I feel like we there's been a lot of rumors that Flash is going to get a, a season fina- a series finale before mm-hmm. Flashpoint. So I wonder if this is the last season or if this will go up to Flashpoint and we'll see what happens in season eight. But I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the Flash a lot. And I mean, I'm pumped for Batwoman, as everybody knows. Like, I, I you know, I, I try to get everyone on the Batwoman train to 
So I feel like that is directly – I'm directly responsible for getting it renewed. People like Peter <laughs> – I feel like the CW is like Peter's really behind the show. He, he's doing things for us, so we've got we've to reward him and just, you know, just he, – he's very confident in us. We should just, you know, give him a – throw him a bone there. So I appreciate that. I, w- I really do. Thank you, CW. How many episodes in are we, are we in on Batwoman? Three. Okay. I watched the first one and it was good, but then you guys told me the second one wasn't good. So I didn't, I didn't like go episode two. I didn't like episode two, but I dug episode three. So you know what? Two out of th- as Jack Nicholson once said, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> right. All right. So maybe I'll maybe I'll watch the next two episodes and stay with it for this season. Um, again, I do. I love the Alice character. So there's always a she's always there for me to say. Well, she she's was good great. again. She's yeah, good. So she's always there. Um, and yeah, the flash, when, when they canceled arrow, they renewed it, but they didn't tell you until they actually were beginning to shoot it. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll do the same thing with the flash. Like you said, maybe they're saying, okay, we're getting season eight and then they'll give us more details when it comes close to shooting time. Maybe so. we'll see. We'll see how they play these things out. I've, sometimes I feel like they don't even know. Like <laughs> if season says seven is abysmal and no one watches it. Uh, who knows? They may have a quick trigger finger and just pull it. Who knows? But I doubt that. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it has a big enough following now that they'd want to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they would just do it and say, okay, we're ending the show unless it was some kind of financial thing or financial reason. But if, if it was just that if the ratings were going down, I think they would just do it, would do the season finale or the series finale in another season, maybe not as big or not as long, but I think they'd give the show the proper send off because like it has been around for a while it's the second longest one next to arrow and um people still lo- like it i mean if it's getting renewed people are still watching it. how so, many seasons was arrow 10 really wow oh man that'd be i great. think 10 10 seasons that's a lot it's a long time i think 10 i could be wrong but i think it was 10 i remember i remember when i first started watching it but i didn't watch watch it when it started i heard about it and then i had to binge watch to catch up so but yeah, I do. I mean, I love that show. So I have to watch. It's on my binge queue. Yes, it's it's. They take liberties. Um, I know you're. You can be a bit of a purist at times, so <laughs> you might not love everything that they do in the show. But I mean, and there's a couple seasons that aren't good at all. I don't know too um, much about the Green Arrow. I di- I know I didn't like what they did with Captain Boomerang. So I remember that. I was like, oh god, that's bad. They made bad choices. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't the best interpretation. I agree. I dug what they did with Huntress, though. I thought she was cool in Arrow. I was yes. like, oh, wow, this is dope. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, you get a lot of that watching it. Certain friends of ours don't like how what they did with Black Canary, and it's, it's a whole big deal. That's one of the bigger things about the show. Not to go, again, we're tangenting again, not to get off on a big one, but, uh, yeah, definitely watch it. It's, it's the show that birthed all these shows we have anyway, so. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> it's better than the show we shall not speak of. Oh, it's 20 times better than that show. Like 20 times better. I only, there was only one season where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to keep up with Arrow, but then they redeemed themselves the next year. So there you go. Yeah. So it was much, much, uh, much, much better show than that Voldemort show we don't talk about. (laughs) Yes. little Little Harry Potter reference. Little Harry Potter reference. So we'll stick in the DC since we're talking about DC stuff. We'll stick there for now. And we got news this week that Aquaman 2 will start shooting in the summer. So Dolph Lundgren spoke to 
was a Wizard World panel. I don't know Virtual Wizard World. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. I, I must have been some kind of con. Probably. And he says, well, he says I may be doing Aquaman 2 this summer shooting in London, and that's coming out the following year in theaters, they hope. So what do you mean? Maybe. How, how do you know it's shooting in every minute? So Dolph. <laughs> well, yes, we know. Dolph comes from like the Tom Holland school of liner reporters. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, this is great. I mean, I love Aquaman. I know it wasn't like critically acclaimed, but for me, I was like, oh, this is the fact that we got this far. Is just, and we've moved past the fish jokes is a tremendous achievement. And I'm just, I'm really excited. I want to see Yaha back as Black Manta. I know, I know he's going to be the main villain, but. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be just a lot of fun. We all we all I think most comic book fans really genuinely appreciated Aquaman. I know I did. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Um, it's definite. I mean, it's got it's not a perfect film. It's got its issues, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. So yes, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, everyone's coming back. It appears Lundgren does talk about that. He's um, Patrick Wilson and Will mm-hmm. Dafoe and Momoa and Amber Heard. We think. Um, <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen there with her off off screen stuff going on. But I think she'll be back for the most part. So, you know, this is something that you're right. It's kind of amazing that we're getting a sequel that we got the first one and now we're even getting a second one. Uh, it's quite amazing. The character Just, who's <laughs> always been the butt of jokes, right? Another character who gets a sequel before Henry Cavill Superman. <laughs> Just that's amazing it, as well. Just yes. add it to the list of random characters. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a, a sequel. Shazam's getting a sequel. Ant Man's no going to have a trilogy. Just, <laughs> and Henry Cavill is cameo captain. I know. I know. That's crazy. It is kind of nuts. But yeah, we I am we got to get a Superman film. J.J. Abrams, come on, man, give I'm, us something. I'm sure something's being at least worked on. Who knows what'll actually happen? But I'm right. pumped for Aquaman too. I just, I'm really looking forward to it. I. I I mean, it's interesting to see, like, what are they going to do with Patrick Wilson? Does he kind of escape from prison? Has he learned his lesson? Because, like, it seems like he kind of understood where he stood in the the hierarchy of Atlantis outside, uh, like, at the end of uh, Aquaman 1. You know, he just kind mm-hmm. of goes, he, he accepts defeat. He wishes he was dead, and then he goes to prison willingly. So it's interesting. I wonder if Black Manta has something up his sleeve. And I guess Orm's, we all know Orm is easily manipulated by his greed. So it's, I'm, I tell you, like, Aquaman 2, I mean, I have full faith in James Wan, but it's Aquaman 3 that I'm actually concerned about because it's like, well, who's – I read Aquaman and I can't even tell you who should be the villain of Aquaman 3. Like his rogues gallery is not as vast as others. Uh, Justin's met, Justin Kowalski has mentioned a few guys. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Like uh, on the spot though, I do get a little concerned with these certain characters who don't have the the uh, extensive rogues gallery. But we'll see what, what I mean, they, they come up of, with. They, but that's one movie the- away. Yeah. And the first film, they kind of, they were building up to some kind of land versus sea war. Obviously, we saw how that ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they'll go back to something like that. I don't know. Aquaman just... v Superman, Dawn of the Tides. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's it. Send it in. There we go. Lock it up. We're getting that movie. That will be Aquaman 3. I don't know. <laughs> So also cool in this article about Aquaman, they listed all the things coming to HBO Max that will be on HBO Max this month. So obviously we're in February already, but if you don't know, DC-wise, Batman and Robin is there, Batman Forever, Batman Returns, Batman 89, Batman the Brave and the Bold. We have Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Basically everything that was on DC Universe has officially migrated over. 
yeah, pretty much I've, I'm just pointing out the DC ones that I saw on the list. But just to let you guys know, if if you have HBO Max or you don't and you're thinking of getting it for DC content, that's what's going to be there. So there you go. Amongst other things, there's other things on there, too. But this is what's coming back, I guess, for February, because, yes, they do pull things off, which is crazy. They do pull some things off and then bring it back a month later. And I guess that's still based on contractual agreements they have with networks that, you know, have their ties into these shows as well and, and movies. So I just wanted to point that out. So if you guys looking for um, stuff on HBO Max, DC content, you don't know what's there or you don't have it yet and you want to know what's there. There you go. You know what is there that I have to watch? Your favorite movie, X-Men Dark Phoenix. <laughs> I've, I, it, no, I've still got to watch it. I wait, wait. I thought Captain Marvel was my favorite film. Well, it, it's not on HBO Max. Ah, okay. I'm Dark sorry. Phoenix is your favorite HBO Max film. Okay, and Captain Marvel is my favorite D- Disney Plus film, even though I'm a bigger Star Wars fan. I think it's that your is. favorite Marvel film. I think we've established ah, that. You love it's Captain not, Marvel. But okay, we're, yes, we're fine yes, with that. It, yes, it is. It's got the top spot. <laughs> I know. It's really not. No, but it really is. <laughs> no, it's, it's really not. But I like I like that you think that. That's fine. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> All right. Sticking with DC again. Well, we should. Uh, this is a Gotham podcast. <laughs> yes, but we do other things. We and are. we will be heading to another place. They're in coming up. They're coming up. Don't worry. Yes, everyone. they're coming up. So... We all know that we have a GCPD show coming on HBO Max that's tied in with the Batman films. And the question was always, will we, will the film, the Batman characters in the film be crossing over to the show? Well, now we kind of have a little bit of confirmation that that's the plan and that is going to happen. So it was in the wrap and I read it on Batman on film. Um, They were talking about the show. And he says, character crossover is the idea. Uh, sorry, Casey. Sorry, this is a quote from Casey Blois. Blois? I can't say it. I don't know. Don't Casey Blois. Dude, you're not asking me. <laughs> He's the programming president for HBO. And he says this. Character crossover is the idea. Matt Reeves is obviously a producer on Gotham City PD. We don't want to reserve characters just for films or for TV. There should be some kind of fluidity between them. So that's the idea. I mean, we're in the very early stages on that. So I don't want to suggest that any one character will be, but yes, that is generally speaking, that is the idea that there will be crossover. So we know that Marvel has done this in the past with their shows and films, at least with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they did. WandaVision too. Yeah, now with WandaVision as well, we have that. So I always like this approach because it gives you more possibilities of what you can do um, on TV and on film. Like you can tie these things together, make it, make it something fun for the fans to get into. So Pete, what do you think now that this is confirmed that we will have some kind of crossing over going on? Who do you think we may see? What do you just think in general? I think we're going to see more. I don't think we're going to see like Mr. Freeze or anybody, but I think you're going to see um, more mafia oriented characters, maybe a Maroney, uh, maybe a Rupert Thorne, maybe a Falcone, you know, mm-hmm. guys like that'll appear. I'm sure Jeffrey Wright will make an appearance or two. He's a big HBO guy. And right. now he's even voicing uh, Batman in the HBO podcast about Batman. So w- what really is interesting to me was he called the show, uh, the producer called the show Gotham City PD. So mm-hmm. like, is that the name of the show? I feel like no one was talking about that. Like I, I, we've all been just assuming it's GCPD, but <laughs> that's I don't know. true. Is that the name of the show? That's cool. And for me also, like what's really, what really, you know, gets me excited is this seems like you are very confident 
in what the Batman will be right. and what yep. you have in the Batman to, to this is, I believe this is the first time that this is the first uh, crossover. So like this just, it, you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't think you had to have a smash hit movie on your hands. Right. Like if you thought the Batman was kind of not good enough, I don't think you would invest a TV show in it. Cause they haven't done it with anything else. You know, like the Shazamly doesn't have <laughs> their own, like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, family family matters or what's it called full house type tv show going on which would be awesome it would be, yeah. be cool to see all those guys while shazam's out doing his thing against black adam and having darla just do a lot of cool stuff in the house but you know it's just to see th- this like vote of confidence in what matt reeves is doing and what he's capable of it just it just makes me feel very good as as a as a batman fan first and foremost like okay you guys have a lot of faith in this project coming forward and you know, I mean, I, I do just based off of one trailer. So I, I'm just. <laughs> yes. That I watch a couple of times a week still. Uh, it's beautiful. Yes, it is. It's such a good trailer. And yeah, they're definitely liking the dailies. Whatever Reeves is giving them for them to look at. They're definitely like they've definitely been liking the dailies of of the Batman. So you're right. It's definitely a vote of confidence in the film mm-hmm. that they're still talking about this show and they're still willing to build around it. But I mean, that's... don't forget, like they also like the dailies from Batman and Robin. So it's like <laughs> they have been wrong before. Time. Different time. I it's a totally it. different time. I, I know different people, but still it, it, it still happened. <laughs> and we're much more mature as a comic book audience now, I would say, than we were back then. I mean, speak for yourself. So, <laughs> so I think I really do. Again, I agree with you. This is, this is something awesome i hope we get i hope jeffrey writes in it i hope other characters from the film seep in or or you know obviously relationships maybe with other characters that are in the film maybe not the character itself but other offshoots of their gang or whatever possibly be in this film it'd be kind of cool if you got like a buddy cop aspect with like bullock and montoya i would like that i will the show we don't talk about that the one of the strong things of that show was the buddy cop relationship. I thought. I thought Bull, the uh, the guy who played Bullock was great. Actually, I thought yeah. he did a good job. Yeah. So I think um, we've seen that, and it works in this this area. So I, I would not be opposed to having that on this show either. Um, I'm still hoping. Again, I'm waiting to hear about the Catwoman spinoff show that we're, we're supposed to get. So maybe hopefully we we'll hear something on that soon. I'm dying to hear about this Green Lantern show. <laughs> like. Warner yeah. Brothers is known for we're going to do this and then nothing happens. So, yeah, um, it's funny that we haven't heard anything about Green Lantern yet. And it's even funnier because I don't know if they were planning on tying it into Arrow, but at the end of Arrow, um, the John Diggle character, uh, you get they do you see you see a crashing. I don't think they're ship. in the same universe, though. I agree with you, but like that was kind of teasing towards a Green Lantern right. style. And then show. he opens the box to the so, green glow, right? Yes. Right. And we haven't heard anything from that yet. So I mean probably won't. They canceled it. It's the funny canaries. that we've had these t- That's true. But we have these two places where we've like, oh, we're gonna get a Green Lantern show, and we've heard nothing since then. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the Green Lantern. That twenty eleven movie really kind of put Warner Brothers in like shockwaves that they have scared them. Yeah, I mean, they're, I think they're just afraid of the character, really, to be honest with you. Because like we've heard, remember, like Tyrese was trying to be uh, John Stewart for a while when Snyder was still in control, and he had a couple beatings, and there was those rumors going around. But I just, I think they're really gun shy about Green Lantern, which I find very interesting. It's sad because I love the character. I do too, and. 
I loved Ryan Reynolds in the role. He was great. Um, the movie wasn't, but so, he was great. Right. So I don't know uh, what's going on there or who. I mean, I think they want to do the the John Lewis version now, right? I think that's John Stewart. John Stewart. Sorry. Who's John Lewis? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I thought Lewis, but there we go. Fair enough. Yeah, the John Stewart version. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but again, I the fact that we have this the, coming from the Batman, hopefully we'll hear more about what's going on in HBO Max with their original DC content mm-hmm. um, outside of the shows we had from DC Universe, like Doom Patrol and Titans and Harley yeah, Quinn. I mean, and, to be honest, I'm really happy with what we got so far. I don't want to be too greedy. Sure. You know, I think Doom no Patrol doubt. is something really special and Harley Quinn is something yes. out of this world. So, you know, and everything else, like the CW's own universe. I like... I'm just I'm just happy with what I have. I'm not going to start a hashtag and try to bully people into doing things they they don't want to do corporately. I feel like you're right. I feel like we're in. Um, I we I think we say this once or twice every podcast or show that we're on, but you know, we're in a really awesome time for this content. So don't complain, people. Just enjoy it and love it. And you know, if you get something you want, great. If you don't, just enjoy what we have. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to. You can't always. They, there's a famous Rolling Stones song that you can't always get what you want. Are right? You, are so. you drunk enough to sing that for me? <laughs> Not right now. Not right now. Pete. Pete thinks I get. I sing when I get drunk, but we're not going. I there. have video evidence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, moving right along, we know that Marvel on Disney Plus had plans, has plans, and we've heard and we saw it at um, the investors' call for the Blade show, TV show that they're going to be doing on Disney Plus, and we got a writer now. So Stacy Osai Kufor, she's she's a playwright. She will pen the project and will pen. Isn't it a movie? Blade. <laughs> Um, I thought it was a show. Am I wrong? I think, think the, the art, I thought the THR article said it was a movie. I stand corrected. You are correct. So yeah. Yeah. So as we know, it stars Mahershala Ali, who is an incredible actor. He's been in so many different things. Um, Oscar winner. Uh, so we know he's going to be in it. Huh? He was in Luke Cage, Cottonmouth. Yep. Yep. So, I mean... He was in Moonlight. Um, mm-hmm. He's been in so many good films. So I, I've always been excited for the project because I love the character and I love the the Wesley Snipes films. So at least two of them, yeah, definitely. This gonna, yeah, this is going to be awesome. So, um, the writer Osei Kufour earned an Emmy nomination for outstanding writing in a comedy series for her work on Hulu's Pen Fifteen. Um, she was part of the team on Watchmen for HBO's Watchmen. So she's got she's got some pretty good she got a pretty good background mm-hmm. and it's it seems to be in the hands of a of a very talented person. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for this because you said Watchmen and that got me really going because that's a, that's a that's a very serious dark show and uh, I think Blade needs to be handled as such. I I just I don't want yep. to, I don't want any MCU humor in this in this movie at all because it doesn't fit. Like Blade's not funny. Let's just, let's just cut to the chase. He's not funny at all. No, he's not. And uh, I think it would be a huge disservice for the character if they tried to do anything funny with him, you know? 
And that's something I think the Snipes movies did really good. Like, he, I I just think it, it, they handled those movies very seriously. And Del Toro did an amazing job on the second one. And I love those two. And, you know, Blade kind of, let's be honest, Blade kind of brought CBMs back after Batman and Robin. Yeah. You know, it, it was one year later and it kind of gets overshadowed. Uh, so it had a, a heavy hill to climb up of. But uh, I'm excited. Ali's great. Um, O.C. Kafuro. Uh, how do you say her name? Kafuro? Kafuro? I think. I'm not going to. Kafuro. O.C. Kafuro. I mean, Watchmen, just phenomenal show. Absolutely phenomenal. I can't I can't speak about it enough. It's it's probably the finest piece. I think it's up there with Daredevil as like the finest piece of comic book television ever written. So the fact I'd agree to get that. someone of her, her talents on this would be really impressive. So I'm just... I'm excited. I can't wait to see what goes on here. And I'm just, I'm excited to see, you know, Blade just take on vampires. A little bummed out. He can't take on Morbius yet. We'll see who knows what's going on there, but <laughs> you know, I'm sure that there's other, there's other vampires for Blade to take on. And I would, I would really love if this came to be one of the more serious Marvel movies. Like I remember like Erickson wanted Dr. Strange, his Dr. Strange sequel to be a horror movie and, Feige kind of shot that down really quickly. So I always thought this would be a horror movie. So I'm interested to see what Feige and company have in store. Uh, I get a little weary and nervous about that, but I'm sure it'll make its money and people will like it. Yeah. I mean, there were some comedic shots in, in the, in the original blade films, but they weren't like, it wasn't in your face. It wasn't like campy, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, something's definitely bleeding, you know? Right. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't like that. So, Another another show she worked on that I watched and I liked um, was Hunters. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino's in it. Logan Lerman. Have you seen it? I have it? not, but I should check it out. I love Pacino. Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a very very good um, good show. I enjoyed it. So the fact that she was involved with that too, I'm I'm really looking forward to what she's going to do with Blade. Uh, as as you said, this is the the character that kind of saved comic book films and put them back on the the track we are now. So a very very important character to get right um and you're right this is probably the gonna have to be the most serious content that marvel gives us outside of the eternals because i know chloe Zhao is doing that and she doesn't do campy fun stuff like she's a very serious director so um i'm expecting the uh, falcon and winter soldier that they're they're able to do because falcon and winter soldier supposed to be like kind of like i guess for lack of a better term r-rated Right, and uh, mm-hmm. that should be the, yeah. that's might be the most edgy thing to date for the MCU. So, hopefully, coming off of that, they'll see that they can do stuff like this, and people they, they have enough brand loyalty where people will trust them to do something like that. Yeah, man, we haven't talked about that trailer. That trailer came out too, dude. That trailer was uh, that was the greatest thing of the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah, I well, love that it. and seeing I Todd did. Bowles raise the trophy. Um, you know, so those are like my two highlights of the Super Bowl. Uh, but I, dude, I'm so pumped. I love Sam Wilson. I love Bucky. I couldn't be more excited for this. Yeah, that kind of looks like a lethal weapony. Dude, I I, I didn't of, think about that, but you're right. Right, but like a role reversal, like Bucky is is yeah. Murtaugh. Yeah, yeah, but that kind of has that that vibe to it but i did i loved i dug the trailer so much yeah, and i can't i'm really really looking forward to I it uh, i like that we're getting a more fleshed out zebo as well thank god they put um, him in that mask so yeah, yeah one of my big exactly. gripes about uh civil war is just so, yeah he's yeah. he's maskless so i'm really looking forward to uh that show i can't wait for that mm-hmm. one and coming off of what they're doing with wandavision obviously our expectations should be really really high Dude, it's, uh, it's so. never been higher in my opinion 
right? And not to not to go on a WandaVision tan- tangent, but the last like three episodes have been amazing. really three. Like, I, I think since episode one, it's been phenomenal. I like the first ones, but it kind of you're kind of left in the dark as to what really is going on. So when they fi- you finally get in there and they really start, to, you got start to get some explanation and the characters start to come out who they really are and everything going on in the show. I it's it's a little bit better for me now. So, yeah. but you're right. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen is incredible. Uh, I hope she gets an Emmy nod. I don't know if she did or whatever, but if she didn't, she deserves one because she's been excellent. Um, Bettany's been good too. So. They've all been great. The whole show is just absolutely yep. phenomenal. Well done. Yep. Tangenting again. Sorry, guys, but um, I just watched it yesterday. So, <laughs> so I really, really, it's really, really fresh in my mind. So, all right, moving right along. Um, we are getting a Cloverfield sequel now, and it will be uh, written by the man who will be doing the writing on the show we just mentioned before. <laughs> so the, the man writing Gotham City PD, now I guess I can call it that, uh, Joe Barton, will pen the script for the, a Cloverfield sequel that we'll be getting. Uh, so I like the Clo- I like the first Cloverfield film a yeah. lot. I'm into it. Um, I love that monster movie. Right. The the follow-ups are... Eh, I haven't seen right. him. I have to see him. I, I like John Goodman. I know he's in 10 Cloverfield Lane, so I, I should check that out. Right. So, obviously, J.J. Abrams was the guy who brought us mm-hmm. the first, produced the first one. Um, and Bad Robot, his company, I've been involved in it from, I think, the whole the whole time. So, uh, yeah. The fact that we're getting him writing the Batman, at the, the GCPD show, and now we're getting him doing... Um, Cloverfield, I think like this guy now, I'm even more confident in his chops that he's getting more jobs. No, dude, it's interesting because it kind of comes full circle because Matt Reeves directed Cloverfield and he's obviously working with Reeves on this GCPD show because Reeves is directing the Batman and he's producing the GCPD show. So I would imagine that Reeves gave this guy a good word. I know Reeves is not involved in this Cloverfield sequel, but I'm sure he reached out to his buddy JJ and was like, "Yeah, no, don't this dude's this dude's got what it takes. Like, I, I highly recommend him. He's, I hired him myself. So that that's kind of like that's why I found that really interesting. Like, even though, like I said, Reeves isn't involved, but uh, it just he seems to be hot and up and coming. So like, this is it's just good news when you see him on like these high profile projects, right? And I've I've mentioned before he's doing a movie on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. or the Amazon Video Network with that starring Riz Ahmed. And Octavia Spencer, too, obviously very... Riz Ahmed was... I forget the movie he was just in, but he's getting rave reviews for it. And Octavia Spencer is an Oscar winner. So, you know, that too as well. Like, we're starting to hear more about this guy now. So I'm definitely, definitely um, interested to see what he's going to do with Cloverfield. They're saying... There's not much details on it. They said it's kind of hush-hush on what exactly is going mm-hmm. on. So we can't tell you anything more, guys. But it is, it's, it is it is in the works, and if you do like the Clover, if you like Cloverfield, and if you like the sequels, well, we're getting another one. So that should that should be um, cool going forward. We're getting content, you know. Horror, it's kind of a monster horror type deal. I don't I'm know, down. but I'm definitely interested. Now, I'm just so. happy that this guy is in like high demand, you know, because it just again, it just right. it seems very confident. People are very confident in his abilities, and it just if it makes me feel good going into GCPD more than anything else. So I'm going to bounce back to Marvel very quickly and because this topic is one that we've discussed ad nauseum in the past and um, now it's it's revolving around Black Widow. 
Um, this movie has been mush- pushed back a few times. I've seen, I feel like I've seen the whole film with all the trailers that I've seen for this movie. <laughs> have there been that many so, trailers? Uh, I've only seen like one or two. There's been, I think there's more than that. I want to say there's about three, maybe even a couple of teasers in there as well. I just feel like I've seen a lot of this film already. Uh, maybe that's just because it's been spread out so much. But um, Disney and oh, Marvel and Kevin Feige wants to stick to a theatrical release. Now, as we know, it's set to hit theaters on May 7th. And um, as of now, that date is still solid. They're not switching off of it. But And that's their goal. They still want to re- release it that day as well. But obviously with the pandemic going on, they're keeping an eye on things and, um, you know, going to, I guess, move when they make a decision when, as we get closer to May 7th. So for me, um, as we've said, I said in the past, I hope it comes out in theaters, but I am kind of moving towards the, it might be a dual release like we have with Warner Brothers. Um, Cause they have a lot of films that are just waiting. Mm-hmm based off of this like shang chi is supposed to come out in july and eternals in november and then right now which i don't even think it's done shoot done shooting yet so i don't know how they could do it but spider-man 3 is supposed to come out in december um so i mean you have all of these films but they want to do black widow first and now i'm thinking there must be some tie-in right because marvel does tie-ins all the time <laughs> so the fact that they're saying their weight that this film is holding up the other well, one from what I've heard. And I believe I heard this from the great Casey Walsh who's a friend of the show. Um, right. I think this is this, this movie is the most important movie because it sets up everything else going forward. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's like huge ramifications. I think Casey said this on Twitter a few times in this movie going forward. Like this movie has to come out. They can't push it back. Cause if they push this movie back, they push back every, the, everything they're doing basically rides on this movie. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I find it interesting how stubborn they're being with the whole just theatrical verse on if Like if it's, if there's so much riding on this movie, I'm, I'm just like, why are you guys keep pushing it back? Just release it and get, just rip the bandaid off and keep it going. But, um, as we know, just from the area ballparks and stadiums and stuff are going to open up in this area at 10% capacity. I think, uh, next week, I think it's February or maybe a week and a half. I think February 23rd, something like that. Maybe earlier, a little bit earlier. Yes, you are correct. So they're they're opening up ballparks and stadiums at 10% capacity. So that means I would imagine uh, movie theaters will be opening up very soon. And, uh, you know, I I mean, you've been to a couple of movie theaters. So maybe they'll they'll amp up movie theaters to 30% capacity. Because, like, what's 10% of, like, Yankee Stadium holds, like, 40,000 people. So, like, 10% of that is obviously a lot higher. Yeah, it's a lot higher than whatever you can get in a movie theater. So if you can have four thousand people mm-hmm. in a ballpark, um, you could obviously have like I guess forty people in a theater. I don't know, but uh, that's up for the Department yeah. of Health to figure. <laughs> I will say that the, the the want to go out and and to do things is high. Obviously, after coming off the pandemic and movies right now in New York, they're twenty five percent capacity, and I've been to a few. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty much at capacity. Um, They're allowed. So you know that there are people out who haven't been able to see them who want to. Uh, So, yeah, I think going forward. Haven't you gone to movies? Well, haven't you tried to go to movies that you can't see because they're sold out? Yes. There's been a couple of times I've been trying to go to a film where it looks open. You pick your seat and then you click it and it, it tells you, oh, this because of capacity rules, you can't you can't purchase the seat and. So yeah, so that's happened a couple times. So 
there is definitely a demand again for entertainment and who blames any of us coming out of this thing. So, and the more people get vaccinated, uh, which is going better now, um, there's going to be more chances or more of a chance for, for them to do that, to open capacity in places, uh, in movies, restaurants and things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking that may the May 7th date for black widow will happen. Um, and I think the studio is right now too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I want to see this movie. I'm interested. I love David Harbour. So like, I'm interested to see his character and everything. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I am generally curious, you know, if, if as much as riding on this movie as they claim it is, then like, I'm, I want to see it. I'm all up to date. Like I'm up to date on my MCU. Like I've, I've so I'm ready to see where, where it goes from here. So. Yeah. I think too. Um, what was I going to say? Now I lost my train of thought. You were going to tell me how amazing Captain Marvel was. <laughs> No, no, no. I think the plan for this next phase is for it to not be as connected. Like, I think that's the interesting. Okay, well. cool. Okay. So, yeah. So I think at least from what I was reading, it's not we, right now. They don't have an to not to, you know, use the pun an end game <laughs> where you're, you know, where that's a final film is a team up where they're fighting a villain. We haven't heard anything yet. Uh, so I think right now it's kind of open as to what this phase is going to be. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I like, I like Dr. Strange. Um, I like the first film. So I'm looking forward to the multiverse of madness. I'm look, interested to see what they're going to do with Thor. Obviously we know um, Thor is going to be a female. So uh, we're, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what Shang-Chi. I know nothing about the character. Yeah, that's interesting. So, Shang-Chi's definitely you know, my interest. Black Widow does too. Like, I love spy flicks. Like, yeah. it'd be interesting to see if this can be like Marvel's answer to James Bond in a way, right? Like, she's she's always been uh, traditionally a, a spy. And uh, I would love to, I'm dying to see if they can, like, I don't know if this is in the movie, but I'm dying to see if they can explain her lack of accent or a accent. <laughs> I'm curious because it seems like everyone else in the trailer has an accent except for ScarJo. So. The easy way to explain it is she had to learn to blend. So I guess everywhere. That's, that's yeah, a lot know, better so. than uh, Samuel Jackson's uh, lost eye. <laughs> yeah. There's, I'm not going to go into it. We could talk about this another time, but as even though I like that film, there are things that about it that bother me. So, but we won't go there right now. So, uh, all right. That's about it, man. So what else you got going on in this space? Tell everyone what, what, what you're doing in family. Well, you could follow me on the social media handles. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Zach Snyder's favorite Vero at Pete illustrated. Please follow our show accounts on Instagram and Twitter at straight underscore O underscore G. Uh, please check out my de- detective comics reviews, my dark detective reviews, my toy reviews over at Batman on film.com and Batman on film, YouTube. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, this comes out before Sunday and uh, we're, I, I'm trying to wrangle up the fellas to do some trailer talk for uh, Snyder's uh, big drop tomorrow on Sunday on V-Day. So 2.14. So we'll see. We're getting more than 214 minutes, but hopefully we'll get a, a live stream going for that. So please check that out as well. Uh, hopefully. Fingers crossed. All right, man. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm probably going to post this immediately. Uh, as long as everything's okay, everything gets downloaded. Okay. So I'm giving, um, telling people how we make the sauce here. I'm probably just going to post this right after we finish. Oh, that means I got to get started on the show art. 
Yes, you got to get started with the show art. But if you guys want to catch up with me, you can find me at Finally33. It's Bell Finale 33 on Twitter, also on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook, um, Straight Outta Gotham group page um, for our fans, Straight Outta Gotham show page for our brand. Uh, definitely give us a look over there. And um, we post some interesting things, interesting conversations, topics in the group. So if you guys want to be a part of that as well, just hop in on there. As Pete mentioned, uh, tomorrow... We're trying to get something together for the, the Snyder Cut trailer. So once you hear this, we'll post more news about it, I guess, tomorrow morning if we're definitely going to do it. Uh, we'll get it out there. So check us out there. Uh, as always, look out for us in the Iceberg Lounge. Uh, we're definitely going to be working on a show for that soon. Uh, maybe some more um, Straight of the Gotham Tonight's or SOG Tonight's, however you like to for me to say that. Check us out there because... Um, we like doing live stuff every once in a while. So definitely want to reach out with you guys in real time. If you guys, so if you're just sitting around and we post an SOG tonight, so it's either going to always going to be either on YouTube or on Facebook live. Sometimes um, it's been mostly on YouTube recently, so probably stay there, but we'll see what happens there. So anything else, Pete? No, that's it. Just, uh, you know, happy Valentine's day. Yes, very true. Happy Valentine's day to all of you who have someone and for all of you in the Lonely Hearts Club, like myself. You're my Valentine. <laughs> Aw, thank you. And on that note, <laughs> for Peter Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. This is Straight Outta Gotham. We'll see you next time. Booyah. <laughs>